You are listening to Fanfare Tracks. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Newbold and Mark Lowcaster. That's not true. That's impossible. You're listening to Making Tracks and a very special episode celebrating the 24th anniversary of the release of the very first officially recognized podcast that was Jedi Talk. Came out on the 7th of February, 1999. I'm Mark Newbold. And joining me is my co-host. Well, introduce yourself, Mark, because I haven't done this for ages. I, I, I was going to think of something witty and pithy, but it just didn't drop. Okay, then. Hello, my name's Mark, and I am the co-host of Making Tracks. And I can assure you for a fact that I was not on that first Jedi podcast. I don't know if Newbold could say the same, because he's been on just about everything. I never was on that podcast. I, <laughs> I do know that in the 80s, I was doing fan audio. But never did anything in the nineties. Not in that style. Not in those right, terms. Sure. It wasn't until the mid two thousands that I started podcasting. podcasting. Whenever podcast became a word. Can you remember what the first Star Wars podcast you listened to? I mean, it was so it was so the mm. World Wild West. But the first one I can really remember, and I may be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the Force Net had a podcast before the Forcecast. Oh, okay. Interesting. I do have vague recollections of that. And I, I do know that Jimmy and Jason, who obviously went on to do Rubber Force Radio, was Pete was the yep, co-host. Yeah, Pete was the guy before, yeah. God, that, you're talking nearly 20 years ago now, when you think about it. It's, it's sort of, well, it's 2005, 2006, maybe even earlier than that. So there was always these sort of bits floating around that I would listen to here and yeah. there. I was still doing Lightsaber then, so, you know, the focus yeah. was a bit different. It was like fanfic and, and a little bit of news and lots of interviews. That was the focus then. I mean, me and Louis, who I ran lightsaber with, we would literally just sit down with any anything we rec- we could record on. So it would be a dictaphone one week, and it'd be some like he'd have some fancy, neat, cool setup the next week. It was all over the place. So the sound quality was I not, bet it was absolutely was yeah not a concern. Bam for oh Poodoo. man, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was all over the shop. It was all over the shop. It's hilarious. Sometimes we'd have a topic to talk about, and other times we would literally just sit there with a four pack of beer and just go right. What are we going to talk about? A bit a like tonight. Bit like today, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm really curious now. What the hell were you doing then in the 80s in terms of like audio recording stuff? What were you recording? Was that Star Wars news or was it just bits and bobs? And Basically, me and my best pal, John, John Hicks, who is our role play editor to this day. That's cool, yeah. Would make up our own stuff, basically. So I, I used to write, as I say, a lot of fan fiction. And we became pals in 84 and started recording and making up our own stories pretty quickly off the back of that. Initially, it was all just silly, you know, inspired by the young ones and Monty Python, just silly comedy stuff that we could, yeah. I've still got them all. They're in the next room. We could never play them because oh. they are so incredibly un-PC <laughs> that my, my high standing in society would be completely destroyed. So they will never see the light of day or <laughs> hit human ears ever again. But we started doing Star Wars stuff, and we got quite into it. I mean, we we were NHP, New Bold Hicks Productions, so that was us. <laughs> so we, we did cine films, we did comics, we did all these audio things. 
Yeah. There were loads of like different lines and storylines going on. But the Star Wars stuff, we did 17, between 85 and 88, we did 17 audio dramas. We had so much stuff, it was insane. And the sad thing was John moved in 89 and lost the box of Star Wars cassettes. Oh, no. And I found out after, uh, Nathan P. Botley, who who did the Star Wars Timeline Gold and all that stuff, he did a site called Fanworks, might be Star Wars Fanworks. It was, yeah. a, it was an archive of fan audio. I don't think the site's going there, but there was a page basically for me which had all the setting in radio, which was the stuff I did on lightsaber, mm. but it actually listed all the fan audio we'd done in the eighties, but didn't exist. And he did tell me that our fan audio would have predated the official fan audio by 10, 15 years. If it still existed, which oh, is wow. heartbreaking because yeah. it's gone. I've still got all the comedy stuff, but all this, all the Star Wars stuff has gone. So <laughs> yeah, so I can't, I can't claim that. That's sad. Sad times for friends. Yeah. yeah. The first bit of Star Wars audio that I did was at college because I was doing a like a media production broadcast degree, and um, I think for my first year we had to do a fifteen-minute audio drama, yeah, and literally I just pulled it straight out of Dark Force Rising. I did the um, I think it was Darth, I think it was Dark Force Rising. He says now it's Dark Force Rising, but it might have been Last Command. It was the assault on the Bilbringi shipyards, I okay. believe, with uh, Talon Card and that. Because basically it needed to have like a cast of so many people. And there was like about five or six or seven different people that was in that kind of scene. And it also, even though it was like, I think midway or near the end of the book, it felt like a clean start that I could almost kind of use exposition to kind of explain how we got there. And it kind of felt self-contained. With I didn't need to reference what was going on with Han, Luke and Leia and all that yeah. stuff. You know, so that worked pretty well. Now, thank goodness for LucasArts. You know, you could just go and nick the audio, you know, you'd record. Oh, yeah. I've got all the audio from Episode 1 Race. If you had it on PC, you could go yeah, into just, the files yeah. and strip out all the audio. Yeah. You know, you'd kind of like, you'd pull your capital ships in and, you know, you'd fight a uh, Star Destroyer map. I worked out that I could tell the narrative of what was going on in, in my audio drama by recording the output of the the PC through the actual sound card, so I basically looped it back round, and that so it was perfectly clean. But what it meant was that I could get exactly what I needed mm. almost in real time, and that, and that was fantastic. That was really handy. But yeah, I was probably the same as you and many people listening to this. I was like the Star Wars guy at college and uni, <laughs> especially working in film and TV and stuff like my um. A lot of my coursework just happened to be about Star Wars. You know, you're talking about, you know, editing and editing techniques and stuff like that. It's just like, it's so easy. And also, really, even then, I mean, we're we're talking kind of like end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s, really. So there was enough books and stuff around, like, you know, Magic and Myth being a a great book to kind of like reference in terms of all the kind of things meant in in the films and stuff. So, you know, Star Wars was ripe for picking for that kind of stuff. Hi, this is Guy Henry, and you're listening to Fanther Tracks. Enjoy. I really wish I could hear some of your audio stuff. I might have to speak nicely to somebody and get, get me to <coughs> smuggle out an audio cassette from your house or something. Oh, I'm pain of death, dude. I'm pain do- of death. I mean, I, I know there is still a bit of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. One thing I know survived was in maybe 84, if not 84, then certainly 85, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it was 84, we did a read of the Empire Strikes Back Annual, the Marvel Empire Strikes Back Annual. And bearing uh-huh. in mind, there was three of us, and we were all boys, and Princess Leia is in the Empire Strikes Back. Funny, so, that, yeah. So mm. my friend Lee, who I still see two or three times a year, we go for a curry with a bunch of us, who we're all to preschool together, we still live in the same town, we're still friends. There's my friend Lee, who would not thank me for sharing the audio of him doing Princess Leia like this. And <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was unique. I don't think that would count as Star Wars fan audio because we were just reading an annual. 
But, uh, yeah, I know there are little bits out there, and I do have a cassette recorder that can sort of save stuff as MP3, so I might just have to have a little play around. We re-recorded Trouble on Tantum 5, which is one of our stories, because we got so much better at doing the audio. We'd have three or four different tape decks set up and time them so we could set them all, like press that one, go, two, go, three, go, four, go, and John was really good at timing it, so he timed the time that he would press the button to unpause and mm. all the audio would start at the same time. But it was all just done with cassette recorders or us in, in the, you know, on the microphone doing the side of like, like that, you know, stuff like yeah. that. It was great fun. And, and just get the sound effects where you could. I only had Star Wars and Empire on vinyl because I only had Jedi and cassette. We couldn't use Jedi because I needed the decks to do the other stuff or to record or whatever. <laughs> so everything was Star Wars and Empire. And it was there with the single discs. Well, Star Wars was a double, but but Empire was a single. So you were limited to the music you could use. So every now and again, we'd chuck a, something from the Planet Suite or something in there. And yeah, oh, it, was, it was awesome fun. Yeah, if those ever turned up, I would be the happiest guy in the world. I saw on uh, Facebook Marketplace the other day, somebody was selling, they, they listed about 90 audio cassettes. We didn't say what was on them, if they were blank or not, for about 30 <laughs> quid. But could you imagine if just like there was just a, a random box of audio cassettes in some charity shop with your <laughs> yeah. slightly uh, prepubescent voice on, <laughs> pretending to be like Han Solo or something. It's probably better that it was the Star Wars ones and not the... Uh, not uh, the others. Yeah, oh, not the others. <laughs> man, I, I would be cancelled. No <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, it's funny though, you know, we've been doing this for a while and I've done other podcasts before and, and you know, audio stuff. And thinking back, it's funny when you hear your voice for the first time. You see yourself on, on family videos and home videos and stuff like that, and you think, oh, is that what I sound like? But I got so used to hearing my voice. Obviously, it's a bit deeper now than it was when I was 15, but, you know, you get so used to hearing your voice because we were editing it as well. Yeah. Which is probably why I'm so obsessed with editing. It goes back to then when we used to do a lot of editing. It's funny how into it you get, which is why I think now we try to be as regular as we can with making track and all the other shows on the Fanta Network and other people in the podcasting world are the same, aren't they? You know, it becomes a, a routine and it's not like Star Wars ever stops. There's always something to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, there's got Mandalorian coming up in three weeks' time. And then a few weeks after that, we've got Celebration and all the announcements that's going to come from that. So you just think, you know, there's going to be stuff that at least me and you can chew over for a... Uh, Weeks and weeks and weeks, and, and that's not including all the actual audio content we're hopefully going to pick up from Celebration. For everything in one location, daily news, reviews, interviews, podcasts, video and social media feeds, bookmark fanthatracks.com for Star Wars news 24-7, 365. Yeah! We're doing a podcast there that I'm really looking forward to. This will be the third celebration there's been a Making Tracks Live. And we do Making Tracks Live here, there, and everywhere around around the place, whenever we can do it, you know, via this one or other places like that. But finally, for you and me to do one, I think the closest we've come was when we did National Space Centre. Yeah, in they, the, in but the that was good fun. I mean, it that was, was. A, bit of a bit of a workout because I was running around with a mic. But, hey, I'm more than happy to do that again because that actually was pretty cool. I quite liked that, so that should be quite fun to do. Never a shortage of Star Wars stuff to talk about. And it's funny now you mentioned Mandalorian, and I think back when we were doing all the the fan fiction stuff that we were doing, always very conscious of steering clear of the main characters, you know, just keeping it to our own stuff. That you'd think in best part of forty years down the line, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, but it pretty much is that there would be essentially a Boba Fett style TV series on the television. 
and all mm. the stuff that we've got going. And in that time, we'd have had one, two, and three, and wow, seven, eight, and nine. You know, and a Han Solo film and a Star Wars prequel that tells you how they stole the Death Star plans. It would have blown our minds. I'm glad we didn't know that. We might not have got so deep into our own sort of fan fiction stuff. But even when we went from the expanded universe to, you know, the Legends expanded universe now mm. to what we've got now, which is just canon in whatever you want to call it. Just think that if you knew then that at one point they could just kind of just reboot a whole swathe of it, you'd be like, mm, yeah, maybe I, I'm not too fussed about reading about that. I mean, actually, you know, from a critical perspective, now there are stories that come out and you're just like, well, I've kind of read that before. You have to kind of almost admit that you're maybe not as excited because you've already kind of read something similar before. Now it's there, the canon, so now it's the actual official approved story. So you feel like now you've got to read it. What's been quite nice is actually over the last, what, five or six years, there's been such a, a raft of new authors that I don't think back in the Expanded Universe days would have even had a look in, let alone been given a hardback novel to write and release and stuff. I think it's been pretty cool that it's actually opened up a lot more of the um, fandom to just uh, all these other people and different voices. You know, it can't necessarily be a bad thing. I think it's good. it's all good for the fandom and for the Star Wars storytelling in general. Very true. When you think the ups and downs that we've had over the years, certainly in the 80s, as the trilogy finished and the ups and droids finished and Karen and Courage and Battle for Endor come out and then it really goes quiet, you could be forgiven for thinking at that point, it's pretty much done. I know we certainly thought it's probably done. You know, and then West End came out and we all went role play crazy. We stopped doing the audio stuff and focused out all our creative efforts on the role play. We essentially lived the characters that we've been doing audio stories about in role play for the next six or seven years. And mm. then when that finished, it wasn't that long after we stopped role playing in the mid nineties, regularly role playing West End games. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the guys got really got into gaming and moved on to other games. And I got into doing websites and focused my stuff on that. And then by the time we got to lightsaber in 99, June of 99, that was a fan fiction site. So a lot of the guys then would start writing our stories. And that's where the creativity picked up in the nineties. Uh, into the 2000s doing fanfic for the next few years. So it all follows on. But basically, today is celebrating podcasting and celebrating the 24th anniversary. Hi, everyone. This is Misty Roses, and you are listening to Fanta Tracks. I have spoken. When we do this again, Mark, this time next year, 7th mm -hmm. of February 2024, it will be the 25th anniversary of Star Wars podcasting. That's a bit special, isn't it? That is very special. You know, for me personally... Because obviously, without rubbing it in, you're a little bit older, an original generation Star Wars fan. But throughout, you know, my early fandom years, as it were, from the early 90s and that, there's only one other person who was a, a Star Wars fan, and that was my best mate, Sam. And I was the, 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 the token Star Wars mm. nerd through that time, through school, uh, and even into college and stuff, really, you know, even after we had special editions and stuff, and we started to, you know, we just had episode one of that. Then suddenly to find that you could listen to other people talk about Star Wars on a, a weekly and sometimes even more frequently than that basis, it opened up the whole fandom for me, definitely before social media kind of kicked in. And it was quite nice because I think without some of these podcasts, I wouldn't have gone to, I don't think, Star Wars Celebration Europe in 2007. I'm pretty sure I, I found out about that through listening to a podcast. And that's what made me go, oh, I'm going to get some tickets. That's how that kind of like led into me joining the Rebel Legion, Ever Five of First, Ever Mando Mercs, and the Saber Guild. Just through audio alone, that has dramatically changed my life, and hopefully, I'd like to say for the better. 
well, we'd like to think it's for the better, Mark, because if you weren't doing this, you'd just be robbing betting shops and getting drunk <laughs> in, the, in, in alleyways. We know the future for you. It was written in the stars. On that note, shall we just uh, <laughs> shall we wrap it up for this little special kind of celebratory episode of us talking utter nonsense? Regular episodes will resume next week. So, Mr. Newbold, could you let any of our new audience members or any of our existing audience members know how they can get in touch and send us a listener's question I certainly can thanks for listening to Making Tracks if you want to be a part of the action and stay updated on all the latest styles news visit fanthatracks.com or check out the free Fanthatracks app through the app store to follow us on your mobile device you can reach out to us to send in your listeners questions by emailing radio at fanthatracks.com comment like and share on any of our social media feeds at Fanthatracks and be sure to subscribe leave a review preferably a five star one on Amazon Music Audible Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or your podcatcher or smart speaker of choice and as always thanks to James Semple for composing the Fanthatracks intro Adam O'Brien for and making tracks opening music and Mark Daniel and Vanessa Marshall for our voiceovers remember tune in to Good Morning Tatooine it's live Sunday evenings at 9 o'clock UK 4pm Eastern 1pm Pacific on Facebook and YouTube and check out our Fantatrax Radio Friday Night Rotation every Friday night at 7pm UK time for new episodes of the Phantom From Down Under Planet Layer Desert Planet Discs Start Your Engines Collecting Tracks Cannon Fodder and special episodes of Making Tracks and that's me done for this episode Coming up next on Fantatrax Radio it's Start Your Engines